at com. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. In Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, bottom of the hour. Give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons again uh, on our Twitter page at Miller and Condon. Your opportunity to win two tickets to Iowa versus Minnesota next Saturday. Uh, simply uh, the total yards in this Saturday's game versus Northwestern. Closest without going over Miller and Condon Twitter page for more details. Uh, Dr. Stephen Fuller, FullerDental.net makes those tickets available to us. Adam Rittenberg covers college football, amongst other things, uh, at ESPN.com, and he joins us. Adam, Trent, and Ken, how are you? Thanks for coming back to Cakes to Know. Oh, you got me. I'm here, uh, doing great. Hope you guys are doing well. There, indeed, we are. Uh, look at I. I love the show on Tuesday night. Trent's not a big fan of it, uh, but I can't wait for it to come on and the debate that ensues. Uh, and one of the clearly the biggest, I think the the team that's getting the spotlight shone on it the most. And game day is going to be in Cincinnati. Are the uh, are Cincinnati the Bearcats? Um, I get the sense, Adam, I'm anxious to hear your take on this, that for the first time maybe since we started this whole BCS into the playoff, that the there are more folks rooting for the little guy this year as opposed to previous years. Do you get that sense? Yeah, I think so. I think especially because you know, Cincinnati you know, kind of did what they asked and that's went out and played a really competitive um, schedule, at least on paper, going into the year. Um, it's not their fault. Indiana is not very good, but Notre Dame is good, and Notre Dame is in the committee's top ten and, and is really a better win than almost anyone else's win outside of conference other than Oregon mm-hmm. at Ohio State. I mean, those are the two best non-conference wins, according to the committee. You know, Cincinnati, you know, should they get penalized by the fact the AAC, at least in the committee eyes, is not a great league? It, it really isn't this year, but you have two pretty good teams in SMU and Houston that are currently unranked, but might be ranked in the near future. So um, I think, you know, I think that people just want to see a, a team like that maybe get in, especially in a year where it's uh, a little bit more wide open. And you know, we have some new teams in the mix. And uh, other than maybe Georgia, there hasn't been a truly dominant team. So I think that's, uh, that's certainly, I think, the, the spirit of the reaction and why it was the way it was on Tuesday. Oklahoma at number eight certainly reverberated in Big 12 country. They're the only team in the country that has nine wins currently, as uh, they have already put that many in the bank. How surprised were you to see them down at eight and short of an undefeated path? 12 and one, not going to be good enough for the Sooners this year, in your mind? It shouldn't be. Um, you know, I guess anything's possible, and they've gotten in with one loss before, but I, I do believe that the uh, overall performance, even in the wins, you know, clearly is being held against them now. And so, you know, what does 12 and one look like? You know, say a loss to, to Baylor and then a win over Baylor in the, in the Big 12 championship game or a loss to Oklahoma State and then you go around and beat them the next week. I, I don't think that's enough. I, I think there'll be four teams that are uh, worthier, uh, both on, on paper as far as their resumes and also with the performance than Oklahoma, which has, you know, barely gotten by Tulane and barely got by a bad Nebraska team and, you know, know, single-digit win over West Virginia. You know, other than the the Texas Tech win and the TCU win, um, you know, hasn't been overly impressive. Their comeback against Texas doesn't look very good because Texas is an average team. So, 
I, I, I don't see it this year for the Sooners unless they run the table. I think it's, I mean, th- th- there's several teams where it's like that. I, I don't see it for Alabama unless they run the right. table. I know they're number two right now, but, you know, I think the committee w- would be making a, a, a really bad mistake putting Alabama in as a two loss non conference champion. Um, that's just a really bad look for a 14 playoff. So I, I think, you know, it's clear Oklahoma, you got to win out. It's right there in front of you. Alabama, same thing for you. You got to win out. It's right there in front of you. Same with Cincinnati, uh, Ohio State, and uh, a number of others. Georgia's the only team, I think, that really has uh, definite leeway here. And I would also put Michigan State in that category. If Michigan State you know, loses the right game and goes out and still wins the Big Ten, I think they're, they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big Ten East is going to be fascinating. They seemingly all have to play each other before this thing comes to an end. I was of the opinion that Ohio State was starting to turn things around. Their defense was starting to grow up a little bit, and it was no longer a liability. But then you take a look closely, right? They beat Rutgers. They beat Maryland. They beat Indiana. Um, uh, they beat Akron, who just fired their coach today. I thought Penn State really, well, they opened my eyes. They played them tougher than I thought that they would. Where are you on this Buckeyes team? Do they look like they are... You know, like the defense is caught up to the offense as far as, you know, being in the elite category? Well, I, I think they've made some you know, improvements on defense. And I talked to their, you know, their new play caller, uh, Matt Barnes, last week um, uh, about, you know, what they've done. And his, his, his approach has been to make this as simple as possible for the players, but also try to confuse the opposing offenses. And he was pretty honest about the fact that Ohio State was, still, was in the – in the same look too much early in the year and, you know, made it too easy for uh, opponents to sort of diagnose and, and ultimately attack them, especially when they have so many new players in the back seven. And so I think they made some necessary adjustments. You know, offensively, I think last week showed it's not going to be dominant every time. Penn State's really good on defense, especially in the red zone. And Ohio State struggled having to kick more field goals than they're accustomed to. I think they had one turnover on downs. Uh, you know, in, in the red zone, they, they were in Penn State territory most of the game, but they only finished with what 26 offensive points in that game. And so uh, I think it did show they could win in a different way, uh, but it, you know, maybe not, didn't get as much credit as they were hoping for, you know, beating Penn State. And a lot of that's because Penn State, you know, came in with two losses already. Speaking of credit, biggest weekend, uh, game is the only ranked matchup, Texas A&M against Auburn. We feel like a two loss champion can't get there. There is no path. What if Auburn, who already has some nice wins on the resume, beats Alabama and Georgia in back-to-back weeks? They finish 11-2 in SEC champions. You're saying that team not going to get a sniff of the playoff, too? Is Auburn maybe the one team that would have the best case of being a two-loss champion to get in? Yeah, no, I think I think that would be certainly a, a great case, right? Yeah. Because they would be a conference champion. And, and to mm-hmm. me, that makes a difference, especially mm-hmm. in that league, when you know, you're, you know in the West Division you're going to be going against Georgia who's the unquestioned number one team and, and should have uh, no real issue getting to the league title game undefeated, um, that's going to be you know the best win of the season. I think everyone would agree with that. So And they'd have a win over Alabama, and they have a win over Texas A&M. So I, 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 I'm not holding my breath for Auburn to no. do it, Trent, but uh, <laughs> that, that's certainly a, a pathway for them. And, and I will say this. You know, I talked with Coach Brian Harson earlier this week, and you know, he's, done a, he's done a nice job there, really better than I expected um, uh, that that would do um, because uh, I thought that you know with the new the new staff and a lot of a lot of coaches that weren't familiar with the SEC uh, that they would be a tough uh, transition and it was in, initially but they've done a nice job with Bo Nix he's playing a lot better 
Uh, their defense is playing better, and, and so they're, they're a team to watch here down the stretch. Uh, as we turn the calendar to the third and final uh, full month of uh, college football, uh, with with regular season games anyways, uh, who's the most disappointing team through two months in your mind? Well, you know, I would just say, you know, it's probably um, either Iowa State or, or North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think those two teams going into the season, you know, we expected to, to certainly be in contention for their respective league title games. I guess Iowa State's not completely out of it, but um, you know, to have three losses is, is disappointing and, and to look the way they did against Iowa. Um, I would say North Carolina for sure. I mean, yeah. this is a team that you know, returned Sam Howell, who's actually had a really good season. If you look at our game day kickoff piece at ESPN.com today, my colleague David Hale does a nice job breaking down how his numbers are, are really similar to what they've been and how um, you know, he, he, that's not the reason why North Carolina is sitting there at, I think, 4-4. Four and four. Um, you know, with a few games left, so yeah, I think I think those two teams certainly jump out to me as as, as two that we were talking about, and, and there was a lot of buzz about going into the year, and uh, and they're sitting there, you know, way outside uh, the contention for the playoff. Openings at two Big Twelve schools, TCU and Texas Tech, right now. Which of those two do you view as a better job? Oh, clearly TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trent, you could make a case when Texas and Oklahoma depart the Big Twelve that. You know the best job in that league maybe becomes TCU or Oklahoma State. Um, you know TCU, even though it's a, a small private school, it's a school that's loaded with money, and they're in a great location. And you know, I, obviously Gary Patterson deserves a ton of credit for how good that program was for a while, and you know he's the reason why they're in the Big Twelve, in my view. But I, I think the the potential there with their facilities and their booster support and their um, you know, uh, just just overall infrastructure and, and, and the location, you know, makes that a very attractive job uh, for for a lot of coaches. And you know, be interesting to see which direction they go. It sounds it sounds like they're going to hire a coach with an offensive background. And then on the on the Texas Tech side, you know, you're just always dealing with that location in West Texas, which is very remote, and the football in that area isn't what it was you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. So um, real challenges to that job, but, you know, coaches have done okay there. Uh, Some have at least, Uh, but it's a a hard job to really contend for anything. Whereas I think TCU, if you get the right coach in there, they're going to be in the mix for the the, the reshaped Big 12 title, I I, I think, quite often. So I think it's a really, really appealing job. Kenneth Walker had an unbelievable game against uh, Michigan last week, the five touchdowns. I believe elevated him to the uh, forefront of the Heisman conversation. Where I want to, what a guy I want to bring up with you is is Caleb Williams, who is turning Oklahoma into a different football team, but yet is doing so without playing in the what? The first four or five games of the season. Caleb Williams, I think, is going to get some love when it comes to you guys voting for this award. Has he realistically got a chance? Well, I think he's got a chance mainly because so many of the quarterbacks that we thought would be in the contention for the Heisman, including the guy he replaced, Spencer Rattler, you know, have, have struggled. Uh, you know, Sam Howell is a good example. Sam Howell has actually had great stats at North Carolina, but because the team is, is so mediocre – uh, he's not going to get a real chance. And so you know, it's an interesting Heisman field this year um, because there, there just aren't very many expected candidates. There's some you know, Kenny Pickett out of Pitt, uh, mm-hmm. but they just lost their second game. Um, you know, Brennan Armstrong, Virginia's had a great year, but they, you know, they just lost, I think, for the third time. So it, it, you know, I, I would personally not love as a voter. I mean, you'll have to see, and I'll, I'll certainly give um, Caleb Williams uh, you know, a full evaluation, but I, I, my, my inclination is not to give it to somebody who, who didn't play a full season, especially 
uh, in place of uh, a player like Kenneth Walker III, who literally from the first carry of the season right. made an impact when he went for 75 yards against Northwestern. So, you know, I, 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 I would lean more towards someone's full body of work, uh, especially a non-quarterback who, you know, those players uh, other than last year have not gotten – uh, you know, a lot of consideration for the Heisman, or at least won the Heisman very often in recent years. But, you know, Caleb Williams is outstanding, and I think he'll continue to be uh, great for Oklahoma, you know, down the stretch and in the coming years, and will undoubtedly be a Heisman candidate next year. But just knowing how the Heisman typically goes, guys, I- I'd be pretty surprised if it goes to a true freshman who played half the season. ESPN's Adam Rittenberg joining us here. Adam, you are a alum of Northwestern. You've seen this team you know what the Iowa-Northwestern game means, though, to the Wildcats. Northwestern's not very good. I've been trying to warn Ken, though, ah, it should be an easy victory for Iowa all week long. Said that too many times in the past, even as bad as Northwestern has been. Do you feel like they got a chance against the Hawkeyes this week? Well, yeah. I mean, I think they always have a chance just because of the nature of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to have to uh, you know, find something on offense. I mean, both of these teams, obviously, after the last two Iowa games, are struggling offensively and trying to find something to hang their hat on. Um, and they're going to have to take care of the ball because, you know, teams that have taken care of the ball against Iowa, especially the last two weeks, have found themselves in pretty good shape. You turn it over against Iowa, you're, you're going to lose. And so that that's the uh, the game plan. I mean, you know, I talked with Fitz earlier this week. I think they, they're very young. Um, they, you know, their, their, their injury to Cam Porter was literally the worst player they could have lost in the preseason. I mean, he was, he was going to be the offense for them. And even though Evan Hull's done a nice job with some explosive runs, he's not the running back that Cam Porter was. And, and they just have had pretty bad quarterback play again for the second time in three seasons. So, you know, I think if Iowa goes into this game and doesn't make a lot of mistakes, you know, they, they should find a way to, to get out of there with a win. But as you guys know, um, this is a hard one to predict because, uh, you know the the team that doesn't look as good on paper has won, uh, you know, a decent amount on both sides. So it's a, it's a tricky one for sure. Uh, Going to be a tricky one for Nebraska when it comes to their head coach and, a, and ultimately a decision that seemingly has to be made. If indeed, and I know it's a hypothetical, but it's Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa to finish the season for Nebraska. If they lose their final six football games, and I guess what's uh, would that be eight out of their last nine? Would this be, I mean, the outcry is going to be louder than it's ever going, has, has been in the past, and it's growing, Adam. That's the sense we get. What do you think Nebraska and Trev Alberts ultimately will do if it finishes the way that the odds makers say it will? Right, yeah, I think it's, it, they've been put into a very difficult position because, you know, they, I thought they had Michigan beat a couple of weeks ago, and they win that game. I think there's a, a completely different feeling around the program, and, and unfortunately they found a way to lose. And then they, they, they didn't play well at all, I thought, uh, against Minnesota. And then they lose again to Purdue. So they're on the brink of being eliminated from bowl contention for the fourth year under Scott Frost, which even the most uh, negative Nebraska fan or uh, Husker hater, you couldn't have envisioned when they hired him. Right. And I think especially with the bye week coming up, guys, I, I, I think there's a decent chance they make a coaching change as soon as this weekend. Because mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're beaten substantially by Ohio State, Drops them to three and seven. They're not making a bowl. You got Wisconsin and Iowa left. I mean, what, 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 you know, if you've decided that it's not going to happen there and it's pretty clear that it's not going to happen with Scott Frost in my mind, I, I don't know if there's a real sense in continuing on at that point. So, you know, maybe because it's Scott Frost, they'll let him finish the season, but you're looking at, you know, four and eight is probably a best case scenario and most likely a three and nine. And, 
you know, that, that, that's just uh, not, not a situation where I think you can bring anybody back. Uh, last thing for you, speaking of, uh, of uh, coaching decision, Gary Patterson, were you surprised? And is TCU, who you guys spoke about earlier, are they in the Big 12 without him? Oh, no, definitely not. Uh, I think what he did, I mean, it, it just incredible work. Uh, you know, I mean, think about it. Gary Patterson went undefeated and won the Rose Bowl in right. 2010. And, and then he went out, and I, I, I've always said this, and Gary always appreciates this. I always get a direct message from him on Twitter. The, 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 the one team that had, didn't make the playoff that I think had a chance to actually win it is the 2014 TCU team. That team was so good and, and obviously finished outside the field, and, and they won the Peach Bowl, um, and they had just the one, the one loss in that high-scoring game against Baylor. But you know, he had some incredible teams and absolutely is the reason that that program transitioned from – well, what was it, Commerce USA to the Mountain West, and they were briefly in the Big East, and then they finally right. came into the uh, Big 12. So uh, as far as the timing, I was surprised. Uh, you know, I think it was sort of trending this way with the, the program struggling the last few years, and you know, Gary made some comments that you know were just kind of head-scratchers. He blew up against that, at SMU after their game earlier this year, You know, made some comments about NIL and, and other things. It just made him seem a little bit out of touch, but – um, you know, I, I know I've gotten some calls from coaches just incredulous that they would actually do this, but it's, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. And, and Jeremiah Donati did not hire Gary Patterson. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, 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 he figured, you know, let's not string this out longer than it needs to, to go and let's announce the change now. And then, um, and ideally get a head coach in place for the early signing period. That's what a lot of these schools are doing is, is hoping to, to hire their head coach, you know, right around December 1st. So that person can have, a couple of weeks to you know recruit, either salvage a class or add players before that uh, early signing uh, period begins. I think it's December fifteenth, which makes it very difficult if Kellen Moore is their primary target. I mean, he's, he could be busy until the second Sunday in February. Uh, I'd like to hire. You mentioned earlier they're going to go after an offensive guy. He's a brilliant offensive mind, doing what he's doing with the Cowboys. But man, if I don't see TU, TCU waiting that long, I just don't, Adam. I, I don't either. I mean, I, I, it's a good name. I probably should have included it on my list. I, I do think Sonny Dykes is the target. Sure. I think Sonny Dykes at SMU, um, you know, he, he already is in the area. Uh, he actually worked at TCU as an analyst under Gary Patterson in 2017 after he was fired from Cal. And, and that experience really you know, rejuvenated Sonny in many ways uh, and, and understanding, you know, what he wants to do as a coach and maybe more importantly where he wants to be. And I think he, he, he knows he wants to be in Texas, um, certainly Texas Tech is interested as well, where he where he was an alum and his father coached. But I think TCU uh, really, it sounds like that's the target, and we'll see if they can get the deal uh, worked out at some point. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN. Adam, you've been very generous with your time here with us today. Thank you for doing this. We appreciate it. Okay, fellas, appreciate you. Thanks. Yeah, good to talk to you. ESPN.com, Adam Rittenberg on college football. Kellen Moore's a great name. But you're not waiting until February. Do you have to wait, though? We've well, seen he, plenty of guys do two jobs. Yeah, but this guy's the OC for the Cowboys with a legitimate chance at the Super Bowl. Would you hire him? Yeah. Would you wait? For, I think it's about getting it right. Yeah. Not getting it first. And you want an offensive coordinator or an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. And he clearly is that. If you believe that that's the guy that is going to elevate and do the things mm-hmm. that you want out of your program, is absolutely. 33 years too young? No. Young guys, it's a different game. Uh-huh. No, anymore. No, he checks a lot of boxes. Absolutely. When I heard that name yesterday, I hear the Dykes thing out there, but mm-hmm. this kid's brilliant, I think. He really is. Easy when you got Dak Prescott. Well, I get it. And Cooper. Sure, 
Sure. And C.D. Lamb. Yep. And Zeke. Yeah. And Pollard. No. And a good offensive line. A lot of things in his favor. There's a lot of guys. Well, <laughs> a lot of guys that would do a good job, I think, with that offensive group. Well, but that, yeah, it's an interesting name. No, it's definitely an interesting name. We, we'll see. And I mean, if he's got connections, that, and that's the other thing, he'd have to build a staff if he is right. going to stay on and be the Cowboys' offensive coordinator throughout, which is no sure thing either. Mm-hmm. He might say, hey, I got another job. I'm off. But if that's the case, does he have the college connections to hire the right guys that are basically going to be running the ship while he's finishing up with the Cowboys to recruit? But this December signing period, that also really changes the complexion of things. Back when it was only February, I think you could get away with sure. that a little easier. That's that's what I mean. A lot more difficult now. It is. And and if you're Jerry Jones and they're, you're, they're coming after your star coordinator, a big hot name. I mean, Mike McCarthy makes some head-scratching decisions. He's not good. Right? I mean, you're, you're next. You're the heir apparent. Right. Uh, maybe a wink and a nod that way. We'll see. We will do this. In fact, we'll do it right now. The first four callers get an opportunity to play for Claxon's Barbecue. Claxon's Barbecue. We're doing it today, not tomorrow, as Trent and I, along with, well, Murph and Andy will be at the Wellman's tomorrow. Circus Sports is coming to town. So we're doing Claxon's right now. We'll give you four games. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate to Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona. The runner-up gets 25 284-5966. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stay there. You can't have participated in this promotion, this event, in the last month. If you haven't, you're eligible. First four callers right now. Right now, though, it's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword dollar to 200 200 right now your chance to win a thousand dollars dollar to 200 200 you'll get a confirmation text and info standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest i'm miller and condon back with our claxton's giveaways des moines sports station 106.3 family dental family owned since 1970 kemker's true value and rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need get to work on that to-do list with help from kemker's true value and rental kemker's has all your hardware needs plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kempker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kempker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kempker'sTrueValue.org. Turn learn more. With year-end approaching, you may have a surplus of dental care as part of your health plan. Fuller Dental has appointments available between now and year's end. Visit fullerdental.net or call 515-266-3437, 266-3437 to schedule your appointment at Fuller. Do you remember when America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online for podcasting. Joined by Dr. Ethan Heisman from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue in West Des Moines. I suffer from dry eyes. It's not just eye drops. There's other treatments that are out there. We have one of the newest treatments available in our office. It's called Intense Pulsed Light, or IPL. It targets the abnormal blood vessels that are the root cause of the inflammation causing dry eye. The side benefit is you don't see those blood vessels anymore. That's Elite Eye Care. 9250 University Avenue in West Des Moines. And a new location, the Eye Company... 
maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush. 100 bets off. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Drew, Bill, Eddie, and Tyler will give you four games. You give us four answers, a tiebreaker as well. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from our friends at Claxons in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Andy and his staff serving barbecue in the Altoona area for 25 years. They have stood the test of time. You can find them online for the menu, the hours, etc. Claxonbbq.com. Claxonbbq.com. Drew is up first. Hello, Drew. How are you? Good morning, Kenny. I'm doing good, man. Good. Uh, let's go with Iowa State, a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Texas. I'm going to take the Longhorns and the point. Iowa gives 11-and-a-half to Northwestern. I'll go ahead and take Northwestern on the points. All right. Oklahoma State, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They're on the road taking on the Mountaineers. Uh, Oklahoma State. And finally, Ohio State, a 14.5-point favorite over Nebraska. I'll take the Buckeyes. All right, here's the tiebreaker, Drew. Closest without going over, total passing yards, Jordan Love versus Kansas City. 212. Drew, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank thank you, Kenny. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. I guess it's not the weekend yet. It's another it's habit, not, right? no. We got another Have day. Have a good Thursday, Drew. Uh, Bill is with Miller and Condon. Hello, Bill. Hi, Ken. Uh, Iowa State Bills a six and a half point favorite over Texas. I'll take the clones. Iowa eleven and a half at Northwestern. I'm going to go with Iowa. Oklahoma State gives three and a half to West Virginia. Cowboys. Ohio State fourteen and a half against the Huskers. I'd have to bet Ohio State. Okay. Tiebreaker, Bill. Uh, Closes without going over. Green Bay's QB, Jordan Love. How many passing yards against the Chiefs? 231. Bill, thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep, appreciate it. Eddie's with Miller and Condon. Hi, Eddie. Hey, how are you? Good, thank you. Iowa State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Texas. Texas. Iowa gives 11-and-a-half to Northwestern. Northwestern. The Cowboys of Oklahoma State, a road favorite, three and a half at West Virginia. Oklahoma State. Buckeyes, 14 and a half over Nebraska. Ohio State. Tiebreaker, closest without going over, Jordan Love, total passing yards. 180. Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Good to talk to you. And Tyler brings Claxons to a close on this Thursday. Hi, Tyler. Hey. Uh, Iowa State is a six and a half point favorite over Texas. I got to take Texas. Iowa, 11 and a half at Northwestern. Uh, take the Hawks. Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State, three and a half at West Virginia. 
I'm going to go West Boss. Okay. And Ohio State, the Buckeyes, 14 and a half in Lincoln against the Huskers. We'll go Buckeyes. Tiebreaker uh, here, Tyler, is Jordan Love, total passing yards versus Kansas City. Closest without going over. Let's go 225. 225, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Do we have consensus amongst any of our callers? Yes, uh, we do have one consensus this week. If you fade the consensus, you've been very profitable over the years <laughs> of us doing this. And it is Ohio State. All four on the Buckeyes. Yeah. You're on the Buckeyes. I'm grabbing the points with the Huskers I'm going the other way now, Trent. When everybody's going one way, you go the other. That is something that has been tried and Uh true throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm certainly going to be dropping on the other side of this one. Because it does. It almost feels too easy. Yes. Nebraska hangs around, though. They do. They'll they'll do something dumb. Of course they will. Martinez will, yeah, throw a stupid interception. Uh But they'll hang around in the game. Penn State hung around. Yeah. This Nebraska team, at least between the 20s, is better than Penn State between the 20s. Yeah, not, that's that's fair. Inside the red zone. <laughs> Different story. Right. Uh, yeah, Nebraska just implodes, self-implosion. You know a game that I was uh, tempted as I look ahead to tomorrow and we do our picks? Mm-hmm. The Cincinnati, it's a big number, though, and the more I start looking at Tulsa, they've played. They've got a pulse they do. all of a sudden. Yeah. Not the same. They, they played Oklahoma State really tough early. Mm-hmm. I think it was week number two. And I, th- I think about Cincinnati, right? And thinking about this the last couple of weeks, it's a beauty contest at this point. Sure. They need to impress the committee, and the committee was not impressed. They came out, Barta came out and said as much. They need to score and keep scoring and not take the foot off the gas. Game day's in town. Place is going to be going bonkers. Is it going to be going bonkers? Did I, well, I would like to stadium? think. I mean, those folks that are there will go bonkers. Right, right. They're not mad at ESPN, though. We're going to get the slings in the arrows. There's going to be a lot of booing, I think. Do you think so? Even at, I mean, it's, it's, it's not Corso and Company's decision exactly to do what they did. But who gets a lot of the arrows? It's yeah, ESPN. Because they're the ones that represent them. They deliver the message. They're the one that's wrong. So is, is uh, what is it now? 22 and a half? Is that too many? Mmm. Because that's where 22 and a half at Circa right and now. And a half. I have a hard. I don't have a read on this game. This is one you've zeroed in on. Well, I just think because Cincinnati has to win and convince. But they had to do it the last two I weeks. Get and it, they Trent. I totally get it. And they didn't. They didn't. Tulane and Navy both. Now Navy's been a little bit better. They have been lately. Lately, yeah. lately, because they were bad the first uh-huh. month. Terrible. Of the season. Which is good because I want Army Navy to be a good game. Yeah. Um, it'll be an entertaining game. It always is. It always is. Right. It's just the, it's the circums, the pomp, the everything around the game. I'm nine years away from going to that game. <laughs> You've got it on your calendar? Yes, me and my buddy said, when we're 50, that's going to be our trip. That's we're heading out there. That's your 50th birthday? Yep, we're heading out and we're going to watch wherever it is in in 2030. We're going to be there for yeah. our Amy. So you're leaving your co-host uh, to, to handle that weekend, are you? That's right. Wonder who it'll be, TC. Wait, you're not going to be around for no, another nine years? No, 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 no. no come on. No, no. It's just two hours a day. Um, yeah, I know, but it's I, I owe my wife. I've watched sports every single night for 20 years. Yeah. I owe her. We're going to California. And going to California. And I don't want to. That's the retirement That's plan? That's her retirement plan, and I'm tagging along. You sure? Yep. Yeah, you do owe her. I absolutely do, and I know it, and I'm, I'm going to make it up to her. Um, well, hopefully... Longer rather than sooner. Yeah, but she wants to go like tomorrow. <laughs> Where babies are out there. <laughs> ah, I see. Right? They're yes. both in L.A. Eh. 
I don't like L.A. Mr. L.A. Ken no, it's, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I'm Mr. Ankeny. <laughs> Although are... that name's already taken, so I'll just you know kind of sit in the back. But I love Ankeny. Anyways, we will come back. Uh, you had a score yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it was back and forth. Jeez, mm-hmm. there was a lot. What was the total in that game? I think 78. So something. it blew over that, right? Yeah. It was in the, finished in the 90s. Or did it break a hondo? Well, it was close. 52-45? Oh, was it 52-47? Yeah, so I so just covered. 99. Because it was, what, three and a half a kick that? Yeah, that's what I said. Those two-point conversions were huge. Uh-huh. Thank you, NIU, for going for two when you didn't need to. Right. Chasing points in a game like that, too. It makes no sense. That was You're up going and down to keep the scoring. Going to keep scoring. I don't like the slate of games this week as from a betting perspective. Well, you didn't like them last week. No, I loved, loved them last week. week and you were terrible. one and four. So maybe, just maybe... Yeah. It means you got to dig a little harder. Uh huh. Because I didn't like last week's slate. And you had a good week. And I went four and one. Mm-hmm. We'll see what we can do. Tonight, I've been continuing. Played the Warriors last night. I said I wasn't going to. Of course, and, I did. And they, they won convincing and, and had an easy cover. I watched the first half. Did you? Miles Bridges uh-huh. is really good. Is he? Remember what he, he was a disappointment, I thought, at Michigan State, yeah. just because there was a ton of hype. Right, 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 right. He was good. He's turned into a basketball Has player he? now. He's not just an athlete, yeah. though he had a dunk late in that half. That was absolutely nuts. And yeah, it was. the Warriors didn't get off to a very good start. Steph was not playing well. What did he finish with? Like under 20, I think, Yeah, right? he, he hit his first three with like a minute left in the first half. Really? He, I think, was one of six from the floor at that point. I still think he's a good MVP candidate if you're betting on this type of thing. By the way, you can't bet Walter Payton. Person, uh, man of the year in the NFL, right? No, that's... You can't bet that. No, I don't think so. I've never seen that prop out there. Because isn't there a cinch? Isn't this already decided? This came into my... Popped into my mind last night. Okay. You know who's an absolute lock for this? And if he doesn't get this award, there should be an investigation. Aaron Rodgers? No. Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) No. Who? Who's... Who's been the face of their franchise that has had one back-to-back gut punches, and he's been forced to face the media and has handled it with grace, with a plum? I had no idea this guy had this in him, and he has totally impressed me. I have no direction oh, where you're going. Oh, come on. The two, the two biggest stories in the NFL over the last month have been what? Negative stories. Negative stories. Negative stories. I, I do. We are not... On the same wavelength, uh-huh. you have thrown me for a loop. Help me out here. Well, what happened just two days ago? Aaron Rodgers. No, and I was saying that's another big one, but there was another one that shadow- oh, sadly runs. overshadowed this. Oh, you're going with Carr? Yes. Man of the year? Yes. Look, have you seen him speak to the media Yeah. with, with the grace mm-hmm. of his old coach who needed to be fired? Yeah. And how he's kept that team together, and now two weeks later he has to do it again, and there was a death involved. It's not a bad one. He has. I had. I guess I didn't have an opinion of Derek Carr the person, mm-hmm. but boy, oh boy, he's been great. Watch his interviews. He's changed a lot of people's minds. He's opened my eyes. Give him the dang trophy. It's also about community service. Don't know what he's no, done. No, I get that part too. That's but just the way he's handled this. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, we'll come back, finish up the program. Trent's Play of the Day. It's sponsored by Circus Sports. Before we do that, just one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're giving away tickets to the Minnesota-Iowa football game. Uh, the, how we're giving them away is go to our Twitter page, at Miller and Condon. You'll see it pinned at the very top of the, of the Twitter page. Uh, all we're asking is total yards, both teams, Iowa and Northwestern, closest without going over. 
Um, if you guess a number and that number's already been taken, you're out of luck if that's the winning number because whoever gets the number first is going to get the ticket. So scroll down and see if your number's available. And you have to use the hashtag at Fuller Dental. At Fuller Dental must be included. Dr. Stephen Fuller, two locations, East 29th Street in Des Moines and 8th Street in Altoona. You can find them online, fullerdental.net. Miller and Condon, Trent's play the day next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Trent Condon here to tell you about Renestate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Renestate is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renters Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renner's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-Americans. Yes, football season is here, but baseball season never ends. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. With portable pitching mounds and everything else you need for your indoor facility. Or help this fall getting your field ready for next spring and summer. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Go to VictoryMounds.com and stay in the game all year. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. All right, 11.50 here on a Thursday. Murph and Andy coming up at 1. The Fanatics are live uh, at uh, Wellman's in West Des Moines. Uh, today, their show from 3 until 6. Of course, Cyclone Fanatic Radio tonight at 6. Hawkeye Nation at 7. Mm-hmm. You're going to be busy guy at 7 o'clock hour doing podcasts, doing Hawkeye Nation. It's a busy time. Going to be fun out there. Looking forward to getting out to Wellman, starting to uh, meet some of the people that I've talked to from Circa in the past. We've, of course, met a number of them, but not all of them. So mm-hmm. going to have an opportunity to do this this weekend. And I'm telling folks, go out there. Opportunity. They've got some swag out there. Going to have some drinks, maybe some food. They're going to hook you up. But... Download the app because Mike Palm told us yesterday on our TV show. Yeah, I wanted to save this for tomorrow. Well, we need people to. Uh, I get it. I get it. Get signed up. That's what we're looking for here because there's a very, very cool carrot at the end of it. If you like wagering, if you like contests, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. (laughs) An exclusive to the state of Iowa contest. Uh Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, they want to do it in Iowa, and we want them to do it in Iowa. So that would be, fingers crossed, next year, that survivor pool, uh, the big, uh, what's, what's the big? Circa millions. Circa millions. No, I don't think it would be millions, but it would be circa Hundreds of figures, yes. Uh, next year for Iowa only. Anyways, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Looking forward to that. If you had to pick this week, if you were in a survivor contest, but, would would you be going tonight? Saying uh, you had some of the big names off the board, right? Because you could only use the team once, right? And that's the big thing with these survivor contests. Mm-hmm. When you get to Thanksgiving, those three games are right. its own separate week. Yes, so you got to save something. Same thing when you get to Christmas time, yep. and the way it's set up there. The Colts would probably be a team that at least would have to be on your radar for this one tonight. But then the Jets scared you off. Just say they knocked off almost half the field last week. Forty-one percent of the people that were still alive in this uh, in the survivor pool worth a million dollars got beat when Cincinnati got beat by those Jets. All right, Trent Condon, Circus sponsors your play of the day. What is your play of the night? I'm uh, actually going to be riding with uh, my guy Ted Flint tonight. Because there's nothing that jumps out. NBA, I kind of like the Thunder. They're getting 13 in L.A. against the Lakers. They played hard. They're not very mm-hmm. good. That, But it's just a lead. So wait a second. You're taking your gambling advice from Flint? For tonight. For tonight. For okay. tonight. Because nothing else is out there. Hockey, I looked at it. Yeah. Couldn't find anything there. None of the two college games? No. No, they're bad. The Sunbelt game with Georgia State against the Raging Cajuns. That did nothing there. Jets Colts isn't the shiniest of games we've seen. That isn't either, and that's why I'm just going to go with the under. All two right. teams. Mike White, I think, it was illusion. You look at air yards traveled for passes mm-hmm. last week. He was the lowest. He threw for the most yards. That's wide receivers making plays. That's right. running backs Yuck. making plays. And the Colts defense is pretty good. Leonard and company mm-hmm. is pretty good here. So we're going to go under. 46 is the number. That is the play of the day as we try to continue handing out a winner every single day. We're three for three so far this week. Oh, you shouldn't have said anything. You just Kiss jinxed death. it. It normally is. Well, we'll be there tomorrow. Murph and Andy will be at Wellman's tomorrow. We hope that you can stop by at some point over the lunch hour, make it a long lunch, mm-hmm. and knock off your, uh, uh, get into your weekend a little bit earlier. Yeah, this game tonight, I mean, of course you're going to watch it, but boy, it sure seems like this should be ticketed for NFL Network only. <laughs> right. Amazon streaming only? it's a stinker. It's a stinker. And the slate of games this weekend, we'll see. Boy, there's two big ones for the teams in our state. I I keep saying, Trent, I just don't see Iowa, Northwestern giving Iowa game. I get the history. The Texas-Iowa State game, so big. Iowa State's still alive. I mean, they need a ton of help. Right. And obviously, you can't can't lose this week against Texas. Um, they need a ton of help, but you've got Oklahoma left. You've got Texas left. TCU should be, well, you should feel pretty good about that one. But so man, you're a West man. Virginia fan this week if you're an Iowa State yeah, fan. Yeah, absolutely. You need Oklahoma State to lose. Yep. You're and, a TCU fan because you need Baylor to lose. Right. Big time. You have the tiebreaker against Oklahoma State. Uh-huh, but you don't against Baylor. Against Baylor. Baylor still has Oklahoma. That's next week. Mm-hmm. But you're right. TCU. And there's something. I said it all week. It's six. That's going to be part of my picks tomorrow. Is TCU. It? I'm grabbing the six and a half. Are you? Something just doesn't seem right, that look-ahead factor. And Patterson, tell him to go kick dirt Yeah, as, as they're telling him he's done at the end of the season. Yet he was still in the office he helping with the game plan. He was helping the game plan on Monday. Isn't that wild? I, that shows you a kind of guy he is. Well, do you know what's behind that? He hates Baylor. Oh, yeah. That's what's behind it. If they would have been playing, say, Iowa State this mm-hmm. week, I'm not sure he would have been there. But it's just his his passionate hate 
for the Bears that brought him back into the office one more time. Well, we'll see. All right, we are out of time for today. We appreciate you spending some of your morning here with Trent and myself. Again, a lot of local programming still to come on these very airwaves starting at 1 o'clock. Murph and Andy slide on in here. The Fanatics, again, they are at Wellman's. The crew from Circus Sports, and there's a bunch of them coming. They will be at Wellman's Pub in West Des Moines for new signups uh, this afternoon. Uh, Trent will be out there tonight. Ted Flint will be out there tonight. Action Fanatics will be out there tonight. We'll be there tomorrow. So will Murph and Andy. And then on Saturday, the Sound Off crew, John Miller's coming to town. Busy week with Circus Sports. See you at Wellman's. See you at Wellman's. We'll be there tomorrow. You'll be there tonight. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.